Welcome to Immerse Prophets reading for week 7, day 34. Immersed in Jeremiah The book of Jeremiah is the longest book within the prophets, containing oracles and stories drawn from a period of more than 30 years. But a single historical situation looms over the whole book. The Babylonian Empire threatens and then destroys Jerusalem, leading to the exile of its people. This constitutes the single biggest crisis that God's people had ever encountered. God calls Jeremiah to be a prophet when he is still young. Jeremiah actually protests that he's too young, and God tells him to renew the warning that earlier prophets had sounded. The people of Judah confidently think they will never be conquered because the Lord has made his home in the Jerusalem temple. But Jeremiah warns them, Do you really think you can steal, murder, commit adultery, lie, and burn incense to Baal and all those other new gods of yours, and then come here and stand before me in my temple and chant, We are safe, only to go right back to all those evils again? But the more Jeremiah insists that disaster is imminent, the more the leaders and people resist him. He is mocked and hated and even accused of treason against the nation. Finally, he is thrown in prison where he nearly dies. But through it all, even in the midst of deep depression, Jeremiah faithfully fulfills his calling. For the Lord had told him, Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms, some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. The material in the book of Jeremiah is organized into four major parts, each marked off at the end by a reference to Jeremiah's words being written down and then read. The first part is a collection of his oracles about Judah, spoken at different points in his career. In the second part of the book, Jeremiah recounts stories and messages related to events in Jerusalem during the reigns of Jehoiakim and Zedekiah in the years just before the final Babylonian invasion. More stories like these make up the third part of the book, where they concentrate on the final years of the kingdom of Judah and the destruction of Jerusalem. Like many of the prophets, Jeremiah also proclaimed messages about other nations. These oracles are collected in the last section, where a message predicting Babylon's eventual downfall has the last word among Jeremiah's messages. At some point, the introduction to these oracles to the nations became separated from the actual messages and was left earlier in the book. In this edition, we've reunited the introduction with the oracles themselves. After the end of Jeremiah's messages, the book concludes with an epilogue that describes in terrible detail the fall of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. This epilogue closely matches the devastating ending of the book of Samuel Kings. Even though the book closes with an account of this tragic demise of the kingdom of Judah, 
A bright hope for God's people still lives at its center. A special oracle called the Book of Comfort is placed in the middle of the second section, which puts it right in the center of Jeremiah's book as a whole. Here the Lord promises that because His love for His people is everlasting, He will bring them back from exile. I will bring them from the north and from the distant corners of the earth. A great company will return. Tears of joy will stream down their faces, and I will lead them home with great care. God told Jeremiah that his words would both tear down and build up and plant. And so it is fitting that in the center of the book, God promises that He will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. God is going to put His instructions deep within them, transforming them from the inside out. The rebellion of Adam has been living in the hearts of God's people, but a new day is promised, a day of forgiveness and renewal, when all God's hopes and dreams for Israel will be realized. This is the great future that moves the Bible's great story forward. The Prophet Jeremiah These are the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests from the town of Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. The Lord first gave messages to Jeremiah during the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. The Lord's messages continued throughout the reign of King Jehoiakim, Josiah's son, until the eleventh year of the reign of King Zedekiah, another of Josiah's sons. In August of that eleventh year, the people of Jerusalem were taken away as captives. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. O Sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, Don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you, and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Then the Lord said to me, Look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, That's right, and it means that I'm watching, and I will certainly carry out all my plans. Then the Lord spoke to me again and asked, what do you see now? And I replied, I see a pot of boiling water spilling from the north. Yes, the Lord said, for terror from the north will boil out on the people of this land. Listen, I am calling the armies of the kingdoms of the north to come to Jerusalem. I, the Lord, have spoken. They will set their thrones at the gates of the city. They will attack its walls and all the other towns of Judah. I will pronounce judgment on my people for all their evil, for deserting me and burning incense to other gods. Yes, they worship idols made with their own hands. Get up and prepare for action. 
Go out and tell them everything I tell you to say. Do not be afraid of them, or I will make you look foolish in front of them. For see, today I have made you strong, like a fortified city that cannot be captured, like an iron pillar or a bronze wall. You will stand against the whole land, the kings, officials, priests, and people of Judah. They will fight you, but they will fail. For I am with you, and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord gave me another message. He said, Go and shout this message to Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember how eager you were to please me as a young bride long ago, how you loved me and followed me even through the barren wilderness. In those days, Israel was holy to the Lord, the first of his children. All who harmed his people were declared guilty, and disaster fell on them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen to the word of the Lord, people of Jacob, all you families of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me? They worshipped worthless idols, only to become worthless themselves. They did not ask, Where is the Lord who brought us safely out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, a land of deserts and pits, a land of drought and death, where no one lives or even travels? And when I brought you into a fruitful land to enjoy its bounty and goodness, you defiled my land and corrupted the possession I had promised you. The priests did not ask, Where is the Lord? Those who taught my word ignored me. The rulers turned against me. And the prophets spoke in the name of Baal, wasting their time on worthless idols. Therefore, I will bring my case against you, says the Lord. I will even bring charges against your children's children in the years to come. Go west and look in the land of Cyprus. Go east and search through the land of Kedar. Has anyone ever heard of anything as strange as this? Has any nation ever traded its gods for new ones, even though they are not gods at all? Yet my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. The heavens are shocked at such a thing, and shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Why has Israel become a slave? Why has he been carried away as plunder? Strong lions have roared against him, and the land has been destroyed. The towns are now in ruins and no one lives in them anymore. Egyptians marching from their cities of Memphis and Tappanese have destroyed Israel's glory and power. And you have brought this upon yourselves by rebelling against the Lord your God, even though He was leading you on the way. What have you gained by your alliances with Egypt and your covenants with Assyria? What good to you are the streams of the Nile or the waters of the Euphrates River? Your wickedness will bring its own punishment. Your turning from me will shame you. You will see what an evil, bitter thing it is to abandon the Lord your God and not to fear Him. I, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. Long ago, I broke the yoke that oppressed you and tore away the chains of your slavery. But still you said, I will not serve you. 
On every hill and under every green tree, you have prostituted yourselves by bowing down to idols. But I was the one who planted you, choosing a vine of the purest stock, the very best. How did you grow into this corrupt wild vine? No amount of soap or lye can make you clean. I still see the stain of your guilt. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. You say, that's not true. I haven't worshipped the images of Baal. But how can you say that? Go and look in any valley in the land. Face the awful sins you have done. You are like a restless female camel, desperately searching for a mate. You are like a wild donkey, sniffing the wind at mating time. Who can restrain her lust? Those who desire her don't need to search, for she goes running to them. When will you stop running? When will you stop panting after other gods? But you say, Save your breath. I'm in love with these foreign gods, and I can't stop loving them now. Israel is like a thief who feels shame only when he gets caught. They, their kings, officials, priests, and prophets, all are alike in this. To an image carved from a piece of wood, they say, You are my father. To an idol chiseled from a block of stone, they say, You are my mother. They turn their backs on me. But in times of trouble, they cry out to me, Come and save us. But why not call on these gods you have made? When trouble comes, let them save you, if they can. For you have as many gods as there are towns in Judah. Why do you accuse me of doing wrong? You are the ones who have rebelled, says the Lord. I have punished your children, but they did not respond to my discipline. You yourselves have killed your prophets as a lion kills its prey. O oh, my people, listen to the words of the Lord. Have I been like a desert to Israel? Have I been to them a land of darkness? Why then do my people say, At last we are free from God, we don't need Him anymore? Does a young woman forget her jewelry, or a bride her wedding dress? Yet for years on end my people have forgotten me. How you plot and scheme to win your lovers! Even an experienced prostitute could learn from you. Your clothing is stained with the blood of the innocent and the poor, though you didn't catch them breaking into your houses. And yet you say, I have done nothing wrong. Surely God isn't angry with me. But now, I will punish you severely, because you claim you have not sinned. First here, then there, you flit from one ally to another asking for help. But your new friends in Egypt will let you down, just as Assyria did before. In despair you will be led into exile with your hands on your heads. For the Lord has rejected the nations you trust. They will not help you at all. If a man divorces a woman, and she goes and marries someone else, he will not take her back again, for that would surely corrupt the land. But you have prostituted yourself with many lovers. So why are you trying to come back to me? says the Lord. Look at the shrines on every hilltop. Is there any place you have not been defiled by your adultery with other gods? You sit like a prostitute beside the road, waiting for a customer. You sit alone like a nomad in the desert. You have polluted the land with your prostitution and your wickedness. That's why even the spring rains have failed, 
for you are a brazen prostitute and completely shameless. Yet you say to me, Father, you have been my guide since my youth. Surely you won't be angry forever. Surely you can forget about it. So you talk, but you keep on doing all the evil you can. This concludes today's Immerse Reading Experience. Thank you for joining us.